Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yo, 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 it's Damn, us. this neighborhood's noisy. I yeah, this... you know how it is, man. She's well, crazy. Calling the cops on you. You know Mm-mm. how we do it, son. You know how we do it. This is the Latinos Out Loud podcast. It's so exciting to be here because, you know, there's always something to talk about. Always. There's always something to recap. There's always something to, you know, cheese, maple, chinche about. Let's and give them something to talk, talk about. about. All right. Bonnie Raitt, I like it. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think some of our listeners know who that is. So let's no, see. but that was uh, that was the Bonnie Wright moment for that song. Bonnie K. Yeah, Bonnie is uh, yeah. You don't need to know. Bad Bonnie, Bad Bonnie, Bad Bonnie Raitt. I bad like Bonnie that. Yeah. That's like her new resurgence as uh, a reggaeton yeah, artist. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's take a selfie. Say cheese. No, let's talk about the New York Latino Film Festival. Yeah. I'm really excited to bring on a very special guest who I'm just in awe of. I admire her. I watch her work and I'm just so, so proud. Everyone, please honk your horns in your cars for our red carpet correspondent at Nylif. But she's a stand-up comedian and she's doing her thing in the space. One time for Michelle Adana. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here and being you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we outside. Well, we were inside the theaters. There was no outdoor mm. stuff this year with the New York Latino Film Festival. Uh, Michelle Adana. First of all, thanks for coming on the podcast. It's late at night. We should probably all be sleeping. Um, but we're not. We're here podcasting. And now we have a lot to talk about. So mm-hmm. you was you was on the scene. Crispy and clean. I want to emphasize that how crispy and clean you look. What? That pink outfit, yo. Shining, baby. Yes. She was like the Latina Pink Panther rolling up. <laughs> and that shit was a hot pink. That shit was hot pink. It wasn't just regular pink. Nope. It was hot. Mm-hmm. It was Caliente. Hot. Caliente pink. So who were you wearing? Um, I was wearing Zara, but don't worry, I returned it. So, <laughs> oh, so Zara, you part of that Zara, you part of the Zara crew, right? Here? Zara <laughs> off the rack and then back on the rack. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. I'm like, I rock with I'm that. I'm not European. gonna let you profit off of this. No, no, no. <laughs> I do rock with the European fit though, and then you know, it yeah, but it was perfect. So, yeah. Thank you. It was like a very loud blazer with like literally feathers on it and like oh. a really cute same color, like hot pink crop top. And then I was like, I want to be comfortable. And so I wore like baggy jeans and my, yeah. you know, right. Nike one. So I was comfy. I was I was feeling good. I was talking to everyone and I'm just really happy I was able to experience that from the press outlook. Um, because last year I was a volunteer. And so this year I was literally on the other side of the carpet and just not only seeing the progress in my own self, but 
Yes. Seeing the progress in the festival from last year, which was outdoors, fully like driving to now being in theaters and seeing how people are just excited to be in the same spaces and like really lifting each other up and um, just being super supportive and really down to, to, to culture and just be together. Mm. I love it. And your fashion choices were really stellar. You went from the hot pink ensemble. I see you. Then you did some real slick back stuff with the black and gold real shining. It was like solid gold Saturday Ooh. night. Um, I really love your choices. And I really love that you took full advantage of this opportunity. Um, before we get into it, I wanted to say this on the record that I love it when I can look at talent and I see a piece of me there. And I, oh, I just, Rachel, you're going back, huh? You because, saw her and you went back, huh? Yeah, I I did the red carpet correspondent thing two years in a row in 2008 and nine or nine Dang, and ten. That long? Thanks, Frank. No. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, we didn't use mics. You look back the same, then. by the way. You know, you look better, by the way. Yo, was they even like, was Instagram even invented? Uh, no, it was, it was just not. coming. Instagram was just coming into its face, by the way. Yeah, we you didn't know? use mics. We had Poland spring bottles with like Dang. open, like Campbell soup cans on top. <laughs> so, no, they called it Instagram. Now they didn't call it the gram. It was still kind of like Instagram.com. Yeah. Nah, Instagram was more like, you know, buying weed from a drug dealer quick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't an app yet. Say, so, yeah, my name is Jose Instagram. I'll Let be on the corner of 181. That's good, Rich. Uh, that joke it took me two seconds to think of it. Think we do cerebral really. stuff here. So if your cerebrals aren't on, you might want to turn us off. You might want to flip. A drug dealer's listening right now. It's like, I got my new nickname, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no, no joke. I'm, I'm hollering at this company now, Jet Set, because they literally send a jet within 15 minutes. I'm like, wow, that's quite the delivery service. Shout out to Jet Set. Mm. If you need a hookup, let me know. I'll connect you. I get 10% off my next purchase. Okay, look. Um, well, <laughs> let's speaking talk of Jet about... Set, <laughs> you were out in the Jet Set, you know, celebrities, writers, directors, actors, producers. Like, how did it feel to, up to be in, in a pool of all that talent? Yeah, I found myself really thinking about what questions I wanted to ask people and really just trying to get down the dirty of like, what what was the tea? Like, what are we Ooh. talking about? And, you know, surprised by some of the answers I got um, because I think I'm part of this Generation Z of like, Every is a little very too woke sometimes. No, no shade. I don't want to get canceled. Ooh. But sometimes it's like, can a person talk? Um, right. And uh, I just found some of the answers a little like, oh, that's interesting to see that. Um, and I also love math and data and analytics. So okay. being able to think about Latinidad and, and representation and those type of numbers was also very interesting for me. But yeah, I mean, so you know, I love looking at what people are wearing and the movies were phenomenal. Um, I had too much makeup on, but I would have cried if if I didn't. Um, because some of them were just like really beautiful and um just it, it kind of warmed my heart. And again, I feel like every time I, I when I went last year, I felt the same way of like, okay, it it's been shitty, it's been can I curse? Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> You get like, like a, a, a you get like ten curses and then 
and then we'll have okay. to cut. Then, then we'll you have to put a dollar every time in the tip <laughs> oh jar. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I, I just know it's very clear that you know you have to look a certain type of way and you have to sound this and all of this stuff and that's really shitty for a person who's like not Sofia Vergara. Um, <laughs> no shade to her. Love her. Um, but then just thinking about what is, you know, being produced and what is being made and everything, it really gives me a lot of hope when I go to the New York Latino Film Festival because you see all types of things, all types of people and all types of representation of, again, so many different parts of Latinidad um, and what that can mean to someone. So it's ju it just gives me so much hope. And it's like, if anything, I, I came out of the festival being being like, I right, so I was pressed this year, volunteer last year, maybe next year I'm a filmmaker. Like, yeah, next logical step. Climb Ooh. the ladder. And who's going to stop me? And who's going to stop me? No one. Nobody. So? Nope. I'm not. I'm not. You're right. I'm very intimidated. Yeah, see, by... put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel you on that. I also have a similar approach in that every year I feel like I've I've been a different part of the film festival and it's really wonderful. So keep weaving that fabric. Keep quilting, you know, be, be you know, putting together that master quilt and you'll have all these different pieces on that quilt. You ever see those quilts that the kids make where it's like, you know, it's like a smorgasbord of artwork. It's not one sort of cohesive thing, but it's still a quilt. Um, that's sort of what it is. One year as a filmmaker, red carpet correspondent. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I really thought that you did a wonderful job. Um, now we're going to get into the audio, but give us give us some te. Give mm -hmm. us some te. Like, what, yeah, yeah, what, yeah, what's, yeah. what are we in store for right now with I the mean, audio that you captured at the New York Latino Film Festival? Give us some highlights or any kind of lights, really. Yeah, I feel like for the most part, uh, the folks who I was able to speak with when I pressed record that second time around um, was that, uh, you know, everyone was really excited for this space to have been created and to be held. But also because um, most of the people I was speaking to were older, they just had, a, you know, more experiences in life than I do. And um, they were saying how like, how far we've come, but how much more we have to go. Mm. And thinking about pieces of art that they were a part of back in the day and how differently things would have been interpreted today, like how much more support they would have found today um, and how, you know, more recognition people would have had. I'm speaking specifically about La Bamba when I asked mm. um, Lou Diamond Phillips about, you know, how, how does it feel and and he was like well director would have gotten an oscar you know sound would have gotten an oscar like all yeah. these different people would have really really gotten recognized and you know pushed even further in their careers if it wasn't the first of its kind mm, um, wow. yeah so i again i'm learning so much and i found it incredibly interesting and, and then i watched la bamba and then i heard about you know, the the actors and the directors time on set and some sad, crazy shit that happens. And and um, that was an interesting experience because no shade, but I had never seen it before because what? I feel. Yes, because 
think about it like this, right? My mom is an immigrant and I'm first generation. I'm it's only me and my mom in this country. And so when I think about my art and my culture, it's either specifically Latin or say like Telemundo's feeding me, you know, yeah. Univision, or it's what I is on MTV, what is on the radio at that moment, nothing of in between I was able to gather because my mom didn't know about it or, you know, and so who, who was, the school's not going to teach you about, like I learned about, who was it, Queen in high school. We like, will, like, we will. I was going to say, the band, the band, the band yeah. or the queen? Or the queen of England. <laughs> the queen that just she's passed not away. Not, queen, not the queen, yeah. not the queen of England, yeah. uh, Jamie. She's out of here. She's out of here. But no, I learned about, because these everyone was like, Thunderbolt and Lightning Bear. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, am I missing something? And just realizing that there's so much about the American experience and the like Latinx American experience that I don't know much about. So I'm like learning so much and it just, it feels like an honor and privilege to be able to even talk to the people that created these things. So, but um, overall the movie, it was just, it was beautiful. I feel like I also found myself enjoying um, the shots, right? And and what it looked like, the scenery of like r- rural uh, instead of urban um, and uh was it west coast instead of new york city because i'm i'm in new york city I'm, I'm all about it but seeing other places at different times is very interesting too all right yo look on that note i would love to get into the audio and hear all the Ooh. hard work and uh c- can we just get into it y'all let's ready it. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, let's hear the reporting of our girl red carpet correspondent of lol michelle adonna hi I'm here with John Gibson from Motion Pictures Association. Yes. And I am so excited to chat with you. So you are one of our executives out here representing. And something that is really important when talking about creation from the Latinx community Mm -hmm. is having money to back those projects and being able to say, like, we can pay everyone on the team. Yes. So something that I wanted to ask you was, how do we make sure that folks are thinking about our projects as a community as good investments? Oh, look, the, um, the studies already show it. And I think when you're going for money, you have to go in with data. And the data say every single report, whether it's by USC or UCLA, or even our own theme report says that the Latinx community over-indexes at the box office. They over-index in TV viewership, streaming viewership. You guys are driving the numbers. And so you have to go in saying, we drive the numbers, but there's diversity within our community. And these stories need to be told. It is great when we are importing stuff from Latin America and from Spain, but let's talk about those Latinx, those Latino American stories. Let's talk about our everyday existence And again, going back to the diversity within our community, the diaspora is huge and all of the stories need to be told, not just through one lens, one prism, because you're not a monolith. Some things that we share, but definitely each of us are unique. And for folks that are outside of your community, they need to understand that because oftentimes they will just paint 
the community with one brush. Of one broad, not even a broad brush. Yes. <laughs> a small brush. Yes, yes. And so they need to understand the diversity of the experience. Of course, of course. And even thinking like with that data, backing all that information yes. of why those projects are important. Something that just comes up to my mind is Bad Bunny and how he has surpassed like streaming yes. in, on Spotify for this year yes. or for the last few years. And who would have thought, you know, he did all of that in Spanish as well. Yeah. But then here comes the time when we're like, well, he's Puerto Rican mm-hmm. and there are Dominicans yes. and there are like Colombians and Venezuelans and Mexicans and just making sure people see folks, that. Yeah. Folks are now starting to get it. They're starting getting the, the Afro-Latinos, the indigenous Latinos. They, they're now starting to understand that, again, this is a huge com- community that is extremely diverse at every single level. Of course. All right, I'm here with Calixto and Rachel La Loca. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to be here at New York Latino Film Festival with you both. How do you feel about being in this space, literally surrounded by Latinx folks and for the community, by the community? How do we feel tonight? I would like this man to really take charge of that answer, but I'll okay. tell you from my POV, yeah. I've been coming to this festival every year for I don't want to date myself, but let's just say a long time, mm-hmm. and every year the orgullo grows the excitement in this city during this week, I tell like my family and my friends, I'm like, look, I'm too excited to talk, don't don't call I can't I can't be doing no play dates this week yeah. so for me, it's orgullo, it's pride and it's also so inspiring as a creator myself, I'm, I'm absorbing this energy and I'm going to take I'm going to do stuff with that, creative stuff with that. That's how it should be. I think it's just a space of inspiration, of learning, and really just that networking. Why do you feel this is the time to be hablando out loud? It's a good question. Because we're already loud. I get that. I (laughs) I think pandemic further reinforced that we needed to do that, right? Because when you have nothing, right? When when, when things shut down the way they did... um, there's so many things we had to internalize in that, and even stuff for ourselves, right? And I think that now it's just getting our voices out there. Like, we have stuff to say now. We've been held up for two, for two years, right? Exactly. Gone through a pandemic. Yeah. And I think we're all coming out with clear visions, hopefully, yes. for ourselves, yes. taking care of ourselves, mental health-wise, yes. and really just digging deep. Like, okay, sure. maybe I got to get back together, but also... That's going to change how I express myself, right? And so I think there's a little bit of that. We're also at a moment where we're seeing things get erased and canceled. And we need to be even louder. Like the loudest we've ever been. Like J-Lo, let's get loud. Like Latinos (laughs) out loud, loud, okay? And now is the time for those stories to be as loud as our protests. The stories will convince the people and educate them. So it's festivals like this that are like the conduits for the stories to la gente that really needs to hear them. I am here with Bianca. We just saw this incredible documentary talking about everything and how you kind of discovered this monolith that you were boxed into when you got here and when you were like already in Chicago and already doing amazing things. I just want to know like how how great do you feel that you were one of the first. How do you feel that you have impacted folks and artists that have grown seeing you do what you do? Well, thanks to social media and this contact that we're more in connection with, with, with people, with the world, I get constant messages of younger generations that are 
that want that their dream is what I do. Can you imagine that? And and so that grounds me all the time and that humbles me. But then it also tells me and reminds me of the big responsibility that I have with these generations to tell them that if I can do it, they can do it. Yes. If it happened to me, a girl that was born in Monterrey, Nuevo León, and raised on the border, Matamoros, Tamaulipas, and got to Broadway and in the lead role, it can happen to you. And this is a much better world today. Everyone is more awakened. Everyone yes. is awakening and speaking up. And so I think it's this is the platform today that everybody has to share their stories, to write them, dance them, sing them, compose them, play them, whatever it is. But it is now. Right. And now is the time. If not now, when? I have here Carmen. And I we just saw this beautiful documentary and I, a beautiful talk back about just what your grandmother told you and how to defend yourself and speaking up and even that demonstration at the end where both of us, I mean, you asked all the women to stand up, all the men to stand up and to see how much stronger we are together, which is so powerful and so beautiful. Um, and I just wanted to ask a little bit more about how your grandma really impacted not only you when you were younger, but now that you're in leadership positions and during tough decisions. You know, my grandmother was the first one in her family to learn to read and write. Wow. Um, so she was really a trailblazer. At the time when women didn't get divorced, she got divorced. Okay. She left Puerto Rico and she came to study here in New York City. She worked in a cafeteria at night so my father could eat in that cafeteria during the day. So number one, it was like speaking up is not something that you have a choice. It's a commitment. And you don't speak up only for yourself. You speak up for everyone that's in need. So, so it's, a, it's a dual journey. The journey from within, where you say, I can't take it anymore, I'm going to stand up. And the journey outward, which is speaking up, right? So, so you, we have to speak now, or we're going to lose the, the world as we know it. And, and we're going to lose it to division and hatred. But, but we have to speak in a way that we unite and become stronger together. So she's my inspiration. She has been not in this world since 1996. And there's not one day that goes by that I don't thank her for having had the courage to illuminate a path for us. And, you know, in this time where it's all about habla loud, how, how do we... What is a way that you recommend young people to just become activists or just become active in their communities? communities? Yeah. Well, first of all, find something you're passionate about. Something that you said, if this doesn't change, my life would not be the same. Mm. This generation has a powerful tool that if used for good, it's wonderful. You have your phone. Yeah. All you have to do is you Instagram, tweet. Um, go on Facebook, TikTok Twitter, it, TikTok, yeah. and you just you just look at it, and in a respectful manner, you tell it like it is. So speak from the heart. Make sure that it's something that you're passionate about, and make sure that you know that you're not doing this just for you, but yet you're bringing other people alongside. Yes. It was something that was mentioned was that you. Uh, if, if someone's telling you to be quiet, it's oh. probably because it's worth hearing. Oh. And that is definitely something that's going to stick with me. Thank you so much, Carmen. This was thank you. Thank you very much. And everybody out there, just habla. Yes. Y pa'lante.
Girls Out Loud podcast. And uh, I just want to say congratulations. Thank you. All this anniversary, great celebration. I would love to know what did you kind of have to deal with, like bringing it, bringing this movie, La Bamba, something so exceptional for Latinos all over the place. Did you receive a lot of pushback at that time? Well, it was a five-year process to get it done, right? From the time that uh, my brother and I, Manuel Daniel, who's in the movie as well, um, conceived of the idea. You know, we thought it was going to be a Broadway musical, frankly, for the theater, because we had done Zoot Suit on Broadway at the Winter Garden. And so we said we got to do the 50s. So we went right to the story of Richie Valens, but there was no research material. So my brother took it upon himself to track down the family. It took uh, years, actually, because they had left uh, Los Angeles, as it turns out, they were very near to where we live, you okay. know, 15 minutes away. And, oh. and so he met Bob in one of the local bars. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so then we got to meet him and his mother, and we pitched him the idea. There had been many efforts to try to get Richie's story on the screen, so okay. they were a little wary. Okay. But they gave us permission. And we had friends like Taylor Hackford, you know, who, who had his own company, New Visions. Mm-hmm. And then he, I wrote the screenplay. He loved the screenplay, and then he asked me to direct it. And so... One thing led to the other. As, fi- as films go, this was a real quick turnaround. After the five years, mm-hmm. once we had a go-ahead, yeah. it took one year from, from oh. the ending of the screenwriter to, to actually cutting it, the movie, and, and getting it out. So it was, uh, it was kind of a blessed event in some ways because we were very fortunate. And one last question. Yeah. You're at the New York Latino Film Festival. Yeah. How does it feel to have this space created for creatives like yourself? I am very grateful to be here, quite frankly, as a filmmaker and, and one that uh, directed and wrote this movie 35 years ago. I'm very encouraged and inspired by this young generation, you included, and all these young artists and professionals that are working in media and that are making movies and television now. It makes me very optimistic. It's still a struggle. It's not easy for anyone. But this is the hope, I think, for the Latino community, is that we're breaking through and we're going to see more and more yeah. pictures like the Bamba come out. Okay. Hi, Charlie. My name is Michelle Adana. Nice to meet you. Your name? Elena. Elena. Okay, okay. Uh, thank you so much for being here tonight. How do you? How are you both um, involved tonight? Um, my film had its New York City premiere tonight. Um, I directed, produced, and edited it. Yes. And Elena produced it as well. Okay. So yeah. I love that. It screened this morning. Okay. Afternoon. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Is it your first film? Um, no, it's not my first film, but it's my first film um, of this capacity to be picked up. And it feels insane. I grew up coming to this theater, you know? Well, wow. I'm I'm coming on behalf of Latinos Out Loud, which is a podcast about Latinidad in in all over the U.S. and just what it's all about. And I also recognize that you are a founder of Nueva Yorkinos, right? Um, I'm thinking, I'm putting it together as thinking about La Bamba, the screening tonight, about documenting Latinidad in the 50s. And now you're here documenting on Instagram the past of Latinidad in New York City. How, how did you come about starting to do that? Um, I saw that there was a void in representation, uh, especially online, and I found this really dope archive, but it was based out of L.A., and as you know, as we all know, Latinidad is not a monolith, like blackness is not a monolith, and so the L.A. experience, super beautiful, but I can only relate but so much, um, and so I thought to myself, well, I'm a New Yorker, let me create this for my people, um, and it started in February 2019. 
to tell stories that are going to touch people. And those, and those films and, and television shows, quite honestly, are finding success. And to be quite honest, if there had been this kind of support for La Bamba back in the day, you know, where we weren't such a, 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 an outlier or an anomaly to the uh, standard, you know, we, we should have uh, won some Oscars. We should have been recognized a little bit more. Luis Valdez should have been recognized. Elizabeth Pena, I think, you know, while she was still alive. Uh, Eastside turned down a brilliant performance. Uh, Carlos Santana should have been nominated for the score. You know, so I just, I, I just think that uh, had there been this sort of grassroots support and pride that we're seeing today, back in 1987, it might, it might have had an even bigger impact than it already has. All right, there you heard it. Ooh. Amazing. Can we just clap it up one time for Jeez. our girl Michelle Adana? Thank you, thank you. Grinding, nice. we could hear it. I really hope you had fun. It sounds like you did. I had so much fun and I met so many people and I saw people that I saw last year. And, you know, last year, for those who don't know, it was like when I approached Rachel for the first time we met in the in at the New York Latino Film Festival. And that's where and just to see this happen in a year and to see just oh, it's so good. Being back in the theater was really nice. You know, buying the $50 popcorn was enjoyable. Wow, it's $50 um, just, now? Yeah, something it feels like it. <laughs> I think that there was butter. a little exaggeration. That but butter, yeah, y'all, that butter that. be good. I see that. You walking uh, out of the, the snack food area yeah. paying $50 between the pretzel nuggets and the popcorn and the soda. Ooh, yeah. Soda, yeah. Yeah. Nice. But um, for the most part, the thing I walked away with is like, I I have the power. Like, this is the moment. This is literally everyone is like, tenemos que hacerlo pa'lante, pa'lante. You know, it's like, okay, I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it. I heard it. All right, let's do it. Let me write something. Let me do it for my culture. Let me do it for my people, for my experiences, um, for the people I didn't see and the people that I want to see in the audience, you know, and um, that's that's all I walked away with. Just like a lot of inspiration, a lot of hope and some determination for what I want to continue to build. Yeah. Nice. I'm so proud. I'm so, so proud. Thank you for everything that you did for us. And I'm so glad that your family, we've really worked a lot together in this past year. I really can't believe it's only been 365 days. That's really weird. We've done yeah. a lot, a bunch of stuff together. This is so great. This is what it's all about. Elevating one another and experiencing these things that teach us way bigger than just an interview with a celebrity. Like, it sounds like you walked away with the same things that I walked away with when I did this. And and that I'm still here. I'm still mm. here. I'm still doing this thing. You know, it came full circle for me the other day with that Ana de la Reguera interview because I interviewed her on the red carpet at the Latino Film Festival. And that started to come up, too. I'm like seeing these people at the junkets. I'm like, hey, remember me? You know, mm. and and we had a moment. And she was just telling me about her, like, having to change into her red carpet outfit in a car right outside the movie theater. And she remembered me because, like, I was nice to her. So when she got on the carpet, she sort of calmed down and we had a great conversation. We're doing big things. You're doing big things. Again, so proud. Um, I guess this episode is sealed with a pretty little bow. Shout out to Nightlift 2022. Taking over the city for a week. Shout out to Buick. Shout out to Buick for allowing us to roam these streets during the Nightlift week in the Buick Enclave Avenir. Yeah, shout out to Calixo. Shout out to Lead Black. It was a good week. Uh, Shout out to Uptown where um, uh, 
Afro-Dominicano played uh, yesterday on Dykeman. Hi. Very exciting. So shout out to, you know, Calixto did it again this year, man. He as he does every single year. Shout out to Rosemary. Shout out to Liz running the PR for Nylif every year and taking good care of us. Shout out to RD Photography with the best 360 photo booths out there. Yeah. And everybody who was a part of it. Great work. The Futuro Conference. Oh, all the dope. influencers. And until next year. All right. And I guess yeah. until the next episode. On that note, we out. Yeah.